Hey guys, welcome back to Four Couch Conversations. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Alyssa. And Alyssa, happy anniversary. Oh my gosh, thanks. It's been a great year with you. You've spent many more than one years with, of your life with me, but... I, year as a co-host. Yes. We're referring to... It's our one-year anniversary as a podcast host together on on the Floral Couch. Yes, and it's so exciting. So this will be episode 51. So we took a couple weeks off, but... Or one week off, actually, but... Been Do going you feel strong. official? I am proud of us, I think, to like that we committed to it and... Like, I think we always have fun and sometimes it takes us like a little motivation to like actually sit down and record it because life gets busy, but like we always enjoy it and it's been a good way to like hang out regularly, mm-hmm. which I love. For sure. Yeah. We've, and we've received a lot of support from our friends and family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've been great. Always been... some loyal listeners out there that are awesome. Every time people ask me about it, I just say, well, we're having fun because that's really all we're doing. So right. Yeah what it's about i joke that it's my my retirement plan but really it's just about having fun (laughs) well i mean you're working on your retirement plan pretty early yeah i mean i'd love to retire at like 40 that'd be cool good luck with that thanks (laughs) probably not gonna happen so in the spirit of happiness happy anniversary you just got back from a vacation how long were you gone for um, like a week and a half. I left on a Sunday and I came back the following Wednesday. And you were there for work, but also mostly for play. Yeah. So I've never been to the East Coast before or I had never been. And so I was really excited when I found out I had to go to a conference in Boston. So we were there for three days for the conference and then our friend Yan Yan who's a flight attendant flew out and just like explored the east coast with me so we went to we stayed in Boston for a night and then went to New York which I had never been to and need to go back to because it's like so big I feel like I still have like lots of things to see on my list Mm -hmm. and then we went to Rhode Island just because neither of us had been to the state and like wanted to check the state off our list and it was actually like a lot cooler than I expected we like went to Newport and toured a bunch of the mansions like of the Vanderbilts and then we saw the mansion that the Great Gatsby was filmed at. Cool. Also where Ashley I and Jared got married. <laughs> That's cool. It was cool. And I just love looking at like old houses and stuff. Same. So it's just like it was very cool. And then we went back to Boston and we actually got to see um the Re- the twins beat the Red Sox at Fenway, which was a really cool experience. I love Fenway officially now that I've been there a total of two times. So what makes it so cool? I feel like a lot of people talk about that as like a destination like you need to see it but not being a baseball person I don't understand. So so. it's like they've preserved it and they've gotten like some MLB approval to like take some shortcuts to preserve the history of it. So like the wall in left field is called the green monster because it's super high. And then like, it's just historical. Like the seats are smaller because people were smaller back then and they like haven't replaced a lot of things. And then they also have like the only, like I think in the album will be the only like scoreboard where they update the scores like manually so someone runs out in left field and puts up like numbers for the other games that are going on (laughs) 
like during the breaks of the oh. innings. So, I mean, it's just got like a lot of history. Plus, mm-hmm. they make it like a really fun experience. Like, like if you go to a Twins game at Target Field, they play like a lot of music and stuff and it's like fun. But it was like, I don't know, I feel like it was amped up a level at Boston, like because they're very traditional. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's more like East Coast baseball culture. Yes. Well, and it was just fun too. Yeah, to sit with all these like Red Sox fans because I also feel like, like the Minnesota Nice, like people are vocal at sporting events, but not like East Coast vocal. So it's kind of fun to like, if someone's like yelling and cheering, it like gets me amped up. Like, yeah, it was a blast. I would recommend it. Even if you didn't like baseball, I think you'd enjoy it. I, I even though I don't like baseball, it's fun to go to games and see stadiums and and have that experience yeah although I still understand how people get amped up about baseball (laughs) I feel like when it's a close game it's fun I know it can get long but I don't know I just I feel like I get obsessed with like the players and I want them to do well every pitch I'm on the edge of my seat I don't know everyone's got their thing right I went to, or I think I can't remember if I was there or watching it on TV but wasn't there a twins player who was new and it was like his first was the pitcher that was new and he was throwing and his family was there and they were so excited it was going to be like his first strikeout that sounds familiar I guess people come up and down from the big leagues all the time not all the time but like I guess I can't remember exactly who it was was I there with you no, you weren't, but okay. I just thought maybe you'd know about it. I mean, like this year? I can't remember if I was watching it. No, it was like a few months ago. I was okay. watching it either on TV or I was there because I've, I've gone to a couple of Twins games and this year and I like got so invested watching their family because they were filming the family like getting ready for him to do his first strikeout and he was like about to throw the pitch and I like started tearing up Aww. and that is the most emotionally invested I've ever been in a baseball game I mean I'll take it as a win that's cool I guess I don't know we've had a few different um relievers come up but was it a starting pitcher I don't know okay so sorry <laughs> I'll google it later sorry see. for my lack of sports knowledge I also like don't keep as good of track of like who goes up and down as much as I should. So what all did you see when you were in New York? So uh, we did the Met because I've always wanted to go, which was very cool. And then we went to the New York Public Library. Have you ever been there? I can't remember if I went there. I don't think I did. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful library. They have like so many rooms. Like it almost feels like a college campus. And then they also had, like, a Walt Whitman exhibit when I was there. Cool. With, like, lock of his hair and, like, They do stuff. that with, with, um, with, I don't know why. Is that a poet thing? No, but when I was in, uh, we were in Cambridge in England and, um, we went to this, some sort of library exhibit mm-hmm. thing and they had sir isaac newton's a lock of his hair <laughs> and i'm like why is that a thing i don't get it but it was cool I like to see his handwriting and stuff i don't know i just think that stuff is really cool can i have a lock of your hair so, so sure so i can put it in a museum one day yeah for totes okay can i have some of yours too we'll no trade wow <laughs> fine you can have some i'll steal it <laughs> you probably already have a collection <laughs> anyway um but yeah, so the library was really cool. We just like 
I feel like the the food is so good in New York. Like we just went to so many different restaurants. I did like the World Trade Center monument, but I didn't do the museum. Oh, the museum's really good. That's what I've heard. Yanin had already done it, mm. and I don't. I know it's like an emotional toll, yeah. so I don't know that. It would just put a downer on the whole trip. Not the whole trip, but we only had a few days. So I think I need to go back when I have more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did Central Park, which was beautiful. And Times Square, I was a little underwhelmed by. Yeah. It was like just like a lot of people, which is not my thing. But they had a billboard with the challenge people on it. So we took a picture in front of that. So that was exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going back. Because I have to go to Jersey for um, a work thing in October. And so we're going to go to a Broadway show in New York. What show are you going to? I don't know yet. They haven't told us. Oh but gosh. they're like, are you interested? I'll get tickets for somewhere. And we're all like, yeah. So I'm excited. So I get to go back and see a Broadway show, which is kind of fun. I have seen one Broadway show in New York. Which one was it? It was so for my college graduation, my parent, my parents went and I went to New York and we, so my mom and I got to see Cinderella, which is like my favorite musical movie, everything of all time. So we got to see Cinderella on Broadway. We were like second row and Carly Rae Jepsen was playing Cinderella. Oh my gosh. And Fran Drescher was playing. Oh my the step, gosh. The stepmom. And it was so good. I cried so much. It was the best. That sounds awesome. Is it true? Because I know you go to a lot of like um, Broadway shows here. Is it Mm -hmm. true that it's like so much better in New York? Or was it just Um, the experience and all of like? I don't know. Since I've only been to one, I can't really. Yeah. And that was, yeah, we were like sick. Front, second row i can't remember yeah so it's like so a it was unique like heightened experience yeah but i don't know i don't know if i i'm not f- like far enough into the musical world to be like a critic of right of that i don't think i just enjoy yeah because i've seen wicked four times now really yeah at the orpheum i've seen it once in Chicago and three times here in Minneapolis. Wow. You're like basically. And I've a cried group. every time. <laughs> oh, so I've good. I've never seen Wicked. Oh my gosh. The music is so good. The story is amazing. You have to see it. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Definitely want to go back to the East Coast sometime. <laughs> Which you will. Which I will. In October. In like less oh. than a month. <laughs> I'm so jealous of your traveling. I like really enjoy it because right now I don't have like obviously that many commitments at home. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's fun. I know people that I travel with don't love it as much, but I think it's fun. We also were, I was talking to our friend who gets to travel internationally and I was like, oh, that would be so cool too. I don't know. I've got a travel bug. <laughs> travel it up. Yes. I know I miss going to... Because I used to have to go to Baltimore all the time for mm-hmm. my old job. And I miss having to do that. I didn't, I would get annoyed in the, when I had to do it because it's like, ugh. And I hate staying in hotel rooms by myself. But, but now I'm like, oh, I miss that. It was always such like a good change of pace. Yeah. I kind of like staying in hotel rooms. I can just like 
bed out. It's usually like a king size bed, just like two like snow angels in the bed. Like I don't know. That's your tradition. That's my. Also, whenever I hear Baltimore, I think of the hairspray song, and then I think of the Snapchat you sent when you were in Baltimore once of <laughs> yes. opening up the curtains with the Good Morning Baltimore playing. I went to Baltimore like every few months for like almost three years, and I it took me so long to <laughs> realize that I needed to do that. But you you got there. Yep. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, should we jump into our episode? Yes. Let's do it. What are we talking about? We are talking today about some of our fall favorites. We've done an episode of spring and summer favorites. So let's keep the keep it going. We're going to talk some of our fall favorites. It's not even fall yet, technically, but it feels like it today. I was like, it's like 55 out, which mm-hmm. like is like the turning. Plus, I noticed I was getting in my car. There's all kinds of like reddish leaves. But I'm next to my car. And I'm like, oh, it's coming. What's your favorite season? I think summer. Really? Yeah, but also fall, too. I think summer and fall equally. Yeah. I like like summer because everyone does more, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot more activities because people don't want to just hibernate, but I don't like being hot, <laughs> so I like super love fall because I feel like there's a good amount of activities, but I can wear flannel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I just... I hate the cold so much yeah. that I don't I like what I like that it's getting cooler because you don't have to have the air conditioning on and you can sleep with the windows open and be cozy and do fall things and be basic and drink hot coffee but it, it just means that the cold is coming right it's and a little daunting we're having like the most Minnesota conversation right now <laughs> Midwest actually probably all over but yeah but yeah Equally, spring and summer. Yeah. I'm usually ready for fall by the time it rolls around. Yeah, that's fair. I think they all have their benefits. That's why I feel like I would thrive in a more temperate climate where it's not so extreme. Yeah. So I'm working on it. <laughs> or you could stay here. No, I don't <laughs> want to. I can't. But I want you to. I mean, I want to for... As long as you come back. Friends, family reasons but not for weather reasons (laughs) okay what should we talk about first so yen yen while you were in while you were on the east coast with yen yen she texted me and said that she was trying to get you to listen to the new taylor swift cd because (laughs) yen yen and i are both taylor swift huge taylor swift fans we discuss our love for taylor swift on the regular and you are known for not being as much of a Taylor Swift fan. Yes. Even a Taylor Swift hater at times. What were your... Because this is like going to be a major part of my fall favorites. <laughs> so I want to know what your thoughts are on the new Taylor Swift album. So first of all, I don't feel like I'm a Taylor Swift hater. Maybe I have been in the past. I just like don't seek out her music. But if it's like on the radio, I'm like not mad. Mm-hmm. But and when Nyan was playing that, I was like distracted, so I only was half listening. However, a song came up um, on a playlist on Spotify that I was listening to yesterday, and I actually enjoyed the song. I don't remember what it was called though, so that's not okay. You're gonna have to figure that out. <sighs> Should I Google it? Yes. 
It was was it one of the new songs? Yeah, because what's the song album called? Lover. Yeah. Okay, Taylor Swift. Lover. Was it album. like more upbeat? I feel like it had the word man in it. The man. Yeah. Yeah. That one I enjoyed. That super came up. super good. <laughs> so let's let's unpack this. <laughs> okay. Why have you been a Taylor Swift hater in the past? Like, tell me your feelings about her for the past few years. I just, like, don't, like, love her voice. Like, I think it's fine. I just, like, I feel like the female artists I usually listen to are, like, powerhouse voices, and Mm -hmm. that's not her voice. So Mm -hmm. it's just, like, never been my cup of tea. But, like, then there will be a song on the radio that's, like, upbeat, and I'll enjoy it. But it's not, like, something I usually seek out just because I'm not, like in love with her voice Mm -hmm. okay why do you love her so much (laughs) oh my gosh i can't even i like her as a person i I feel like people say that a lot like i'm i asked someone recently do you are you taylor swift fan and she was just like yeah i like her as a person but i'm not like huge into her music i wonder if that's like a was it a female that you asked if it was like a female supporting females like maybe i don't know which is fine but so I feel like Taylor Swift's music has kind of just like spoke to whatever's been happening in my life at the time whenever mm-hmm. it comes out, even like dating back to high school. And that probably sounds lame, but I don't care. Music is supposed to like bring up the feels. Mm-hmm. So her music, like back when we were in high school, was all about like having crushes on boys and like I don't know, just fun stuff yeah. like that. And uh, and that was me at the time, like drama, emotional, <laughs> teen angst. And, and then, and so I saw her twice in concert, once when I was in high school and then once in college. And, and I'm, I'm like really disappointed, like, I really wish that I wouldn't have missed her last couple tours, but at the time I just like couldn't drop $200 on a concert mm-hmm. ticket and like that's so, expensive. Yeah, it's just so expensive. But this year I'm going. <laughs> oh. Has her tour been announced? No, I don't think so. I think she's kind of like taking a break. Fair. And then <laughs> we'll gear back up. Cuz it's only it's been less than her albums came out every 2 years and it's been less than 2 years since her last one came out. So and she did a whole tour with Reputation. But then, like, once we got into college, her music was about, like, being nostalgic and, mm-hmm. like, growing up. And and her albums always came out when I was, like, having a hard time in my life for some reason. Like, transitioning to college or, like, going through a breakup. And her album Red is, like, one of the most, like, best albums. If you're going through a breakup, just Red <laughs> by Taylor Swift. And so I felt like... Is that the one that's, like, about, like, different people? Like, each song is known to be about, like, John Mayer or, like... Uh, I mean, that's kind of all of her albums. Okay. But but the the John Mayer song's on speak, song is on Speak Now. Okay. Never mind then. <laughs> but that one, there's, like, one song about Jake Gyllenhaal, like, it's supposed to be about Jake Gyllenhaal and... Yeah. And stuff like that, so... So you kind of grew up with her, basically. Like, you guys, like, were growing up... Because what... Is she, like, around our age? She's three years older than us. Okay. So like we were kind of growing up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I can see how that could be relatable. And mm-hmm. and I've always found people that, that love Taylor Swift just as much as me. 
And so I feel like it's a way to connect with people like my friend, Nicole, who we've had on this podcast, Mm -hmm. who I don't like, she lives in Nashville, so I don't see her very often. And we like text back and forth every once in a while. But, but whenever there's something happening with Taylor Swift, it's always like an excuse for us to be like, to, to talk and, and catch up because when her album came out a few weeks ago, she texted me and was like, happy Taylor Swift day. So it's just, I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, and then Yenin lives far away and her and I always connect over Taylor Swift. And I have to say reputation. I did not really like a lot. It's a lot of people's favorite album. The last one with like, look what you made me do and stuff on it. It's It's a lot of people's favorites, but I do not. There's a few songs I like, but most of the songs I didn't really like. When did it come out? It came out in November of 2018. Do you think because you were, like, happy? Not that you were unhappy, but you said, like, it got you through, like, tough times and you weren't having a tough time, so it wasn't, like, as relatable? I have thought about that, but but most of the songs weren't really about, like, being sad about a breakup or anything. It was more like... Okay, we know this is about like people being mean to her, about, or like Kanye West and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the songs are about I don't know. It's just it was different. Maybe I needed to get used to her new like genre. But now this on Lover, she's more, back to more like pop vibes. And there's songs that remind me of her older albums. Like there's yeah. one that reminds me of Red, and there's one that reminds me of even like speak now so so you're back so i'm back well i was always here taylor swift stan forever fan speaking of stan did we talk about what that means so i thought it meant stalker fan was i wrong well so then i looked it up and i mean it does but there's the eminem song called stan talking about like there's a stalker that like writes some letters and, like, they get progressively worse until the point where he, like, does crazy stuff. And the guy's name is Stan. Oh. And so I don't know which one is accurate or Maybe if they, like, are drawing conclusions Stan? afterwards. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I just thought that was interesting. I, know, so I heard you tell me that. And thing. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, people say, we stand. Yeah, no, I've heard it and I mm-hmm. like knew what it meant, but then I like heard both like yeah. kind of definitions and yeah. I was like, huh, I wonder what the origin actually is. Mm-hmm. But side note, what other music besides obviously Taylor Swift have you been uh, bumping to lately? That's pretty much it. Yeah. The fall and the and new Taylor Swift music always gets me in the mood to keep listening to Taylor Swift. So yeah. I'm, I've just like had a playlist of all of her songs going. <laughs> Well, I've been listening to a few different things. The first, and I think I played it for you, I'm recently obsessed with Tori Deal and Jordan Weisley. They're from The Challenge, which obviously I'm obsessed with, but they do, they have some original music out on Spotify, but they also have done covers and they recently did a Wonderwall cover and it is like beautiful. Plus they just got engaged and I just like love it. Like gives me all the feels. (laughs) Did you like it when I played it for you? I did, yeah. I thought it was, I think they're adorable, but I've also, I feel like I'm late to the party, but I've been on a Lizzo kick and just like listening to her songs on repeat. You like that kind of music? Yeah. I don't, I did not mean that to sound judgmental. (laughs) 
so sorry. I did not mean that. It took me a while to um, be invested in her specifically, I think, but it's grown on me yeah. and now I love it. I I like the one song. I can't, New man on the Minnesota Yeah, Vikings. I like that song. And I like Lizzo as a person, obviously, but I I don't know. I don't really get into that kind of music. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I think it's fun to dance with, dance around mm-hmm. to, like, whatever. I had a dance party with our friend Jamie and her one and a half year old. Does Jamie like Lizzo? <laughs> yeah, she's been listening to it. So I've recently been re-inspired. Um, the Spotify playlist I've been listening to a lot at recommendation of our friend Maya is the Sunny Day playlist. We listened to that and I was like, what is this playlist? Yeah. I gotta add that. Yeah, we were listening to it on our way to a volleyball tournament and back and it was just like a Spotify playlist, but it's like throwbacks, but like chill throwbacks. It's a, it's good jams. Like some, the fray came on. Yeah. And Natasha Benningfield, I feel like. Just and like feel good throwbacks. Yeah. And then... The last song I'm feeling, actually, I just heard for the first time last night, but I'm kind of obsessed. So I went to the Thomas Rhett concert last night and it was great because we brought my 12 year old cousin. It was her like golden birthday gift and she was like loving life. Like she had so much fun and it was great to see. But Thomas Rhett was like, hey guys, I, uh, I just wrote this song yesterday, so I haven't tried it out. So I'm a little nervous and I might cry, but I'm going to sing this song for you. Oh, my gosh. And it's called Things Dads Do, and it is adorable. And I feel like if he puts it on an album and, like, releases it officially, it's going to be, like, the new, like, father-daughter wedding dance, maybe, potentially. It's more, like, father-son oriented, but I think that it could go either way. It's pretty adorable, and people were, like, a little (laughs) misty-eyed. I definitely get misty-eyed every time I listen to... Always Remember You Young by Thomas Rhett. <sighs> that song is just, uh gives you all the feels. I feel like he gets emotional too. Like, mm-hmm. he just like hearing him talk about his wife and kids. And they're expecting, he said too, which I don't know if that's been publicly announced. Probably, but. I think it has. But I just like, I don't know. I love their family. <laughs> um, I have to say about his most recent album, I only liked a couple songs off of it. Yeah. Because I feel like it was very, like, forced. Like, the songs weren't very well written. They were kind of just like, all right, let's get this out. We need another album. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like that he writes his own music. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe that'll be, like, the Reputation album. <laughs> maybe. His next album's going to blow you away. Because, <laughs> it, yeah, it's been less, yeah, once again, less than two years since his previous album came out because yeah what's it called again life changes yeah yeah oh that's such a good album <laughs> life changes so who else did you see at the concert so i had to show up late but rhett atkins which is his dad performed and then your face Wait, Brett Atkins? Yeah, that's his dad. So Thomas is... But there's also a Trace Atkins, isn't there? Yes. Okay, different But it's like A-K-I-N-S. Oh. So Thomas's real name, I think, is Thomas Rhett Atkins. And is named after his dad, who's Rhett Atkins. Gotcha. Um, So, yeah, his dad was out there. So Rhett is not his last name. No. Oh. But Jason Aldean, 
I think does something similar because I think his name is like actually like Jason Aldine Williams. Oh, I think that's just like a thing that people... you just change. Yeah, you just change it to what sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So his dad was there. Um. Russell Dickerson. I missed also, but I heard he was great, and he came out later, and they all like sang a song together and drank beer on stage. Um. I saw Dustin Lynch, who I thought was super fun. He played Chattahooch. <laughs> obviously he played his own songs too but he like talked about his like country music influences and i was like i thought of you because we definitely requested that a lot in nashville (laughs) our love for alan jackson um and then just thomas Rhett. just i say but he was great put on a great show have you been watching bachelor in paradise no okay i tried and now i'm like six episodes behind (laughs) so i'm probably gonna give up what makes you so not invested? I just when feel, you get invested in The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I just feel like there's so many storylines, and then there's so much more like BS. But you can't like I feel like I can't skip through as much because if there's a storyline I'm interested in, some p- other people might be talking about it, so I can't mm-hmm. like skip parts. And so then it's just like really like a time commitment because it's like what four hours a week. Yeah. But if you're fast forwarding and you can fast forward through like the entering credits and like, I don't know, I usually try to fast forward as yeah. much as possible. I did. I just got behind too because like life and I yeah. was behind no. and now I'm like, I'm I feel like asking. it's yeah. an uphill battle. <laughs> because the last week was really boring. Really? Yeah. And I feel like they're stretching things out way too much and I feel like they're... Yeah, and they're making things way too big of a deal, and I don't know. I'm ready for it to be over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if that isn't the encouragement, I need to delete it officially off my DVR. I don't know what it is. Well, I was really into it in the beginning, but now I'm just like, okay, I'm bored, and you've already, like, told me what happens, so. Yeah. I feel like, too, like, the actual, like, Bachelor and Bachelorette, I probably wouldn't like even as much if we didn't watch it together. Mm-hmm. Like, That's we don't true. get together for this, but, like, I like, like, making fun of the stupid things that happen or, like, talking about how we love this one person or whatever. And it's kind of, like, more of a social thing, mm-hmm. so I get into it. But otherwise, I don't know if I would watch it, like, just on my own. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you been into any other TV shows lately? Married at First Sight. Next week is Decision Day. And I'm excited, and I wish you still watched Married at First Sight. <laughs> I, I wish I did too, but I don't know if I can. Yeah, I feel like I don't have the right channels channels for it. Yeah, it's good. The season has been insane. I, there's two couples I hope stay together, and two I hope that break up. Um, one of them, I'm pretty sure the one guy cheated already. And the other one, they're just cheated, like, like cheated. in real life after the during like filming. What? Like he How? doesn't come home several days, and she's like mad about it. And then later, like the last episode, left off with her friend saying, "Yeah, I saw Matt at the bar, and he was with a girl, and it just did not look good." And they and she's like, "They left together," and he's like, "Yeah," which could just be played up. Why? But- they, I feel like they make it seem like these experts choose like 
perfectly for you but they also have to choose for like good tv right so they've got two incentives like if you wanted to go on that show it's like a 50 50 chance of finding someone who is actually right for you and finding someone who they're just trying to create drama with which like marriage divorce rate is like 50 percent, so it's like the same as real life but you get yeah, paid so you don't even need to try <laughs> you don't but you get paid so you do i assume i think they have to pay you if you're on tv right oh i don't know I don't know. I feel like that's a thing. I don't think you don't get paid if you you don't get paid for being a contestant on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I guess I don't know. So maybe they don't. You get a free vacation out of it. (laughs) True. But yeah. And then the other couple I hope breaks up, they're like really nasty to each other. And there is this moment where they were looking at their wedding photos and she was like, oh, I loved that dress. I looked so pretty. And he like freaked out because he was like, this is about us and you're always so obsessed with yourself. And I was like, dude, she's allowed to think she looks pretty. Like, what the heck? And like, he says like really nasty things to her. So I like actually DM'd her and was like, girl, your confidence is goals. Don't let him tell you otherwise. And she responded and was like, thanks. Sometimes I need to know that I'm not the crazy one. And to be fair, I think they're both a little bit like dramatic, but they're just toxic for each other. And experts put them together. Experts put them together. Right. I'm quoting. Yeah. Is Dr. Pepper still on the show? She is. She hasn't been around as much, but in the beginning she was. I feel like she's got to be old. It's only been like three years since we started watching yeah, the show. Like, for, I mean, for she started reason, it kind of like old decades ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really good. I'm obsessed. Um, the only other show I've been watching is Bring the Funny. It reminds me kind of of Last Comic Standing. If you ever watched that, Mm-mm. but it's just like comedians trying to like win money at the end, like the last like comedian but the judges are keenan thompson chrissy Teigen, and jeff foxworthy Ooh. and i just like kind of love their dynamics and i think it's unique because i love keenan thompson mm-hmm. and chrissy Teigen too will like admit that she's like only a comedian on like twitter and instagram but like also i feel like gives good advice so i'm entertained plus who doesn't like to laugh so if you're bored check that out i think it's on nbc okay <laughs> have you been reading any good books lately um yes i have i want to recommend three books and the first one's the alice network by kate quinn have you heard of that yeah i've looked at and almost bought it at barnes and noble so many times and something has held me back so what you loved it um don't buy it because i will even better borrow it it's it's really good it's about i don't know i'm I'm super into historical fiction especially when it's like world war ii era Mm -hmm. So it's set in present day, like like a little bit post World War II, and it's this woman who's about our age who um, got pregnant, and obviously out of wedlock, which back in 1940 something was not good. And her mom is, tra- and they live in New York, and her mom is trying to bring her to. Europe to get an abortion and then like come back in the fall and like pretend it never happened and she's like not convinced that she wants to do that and so she like ends up meeting this lady who was a spy in World War One, and like their stories are actually kind of like 
tangled up in each other and they don't really realize. And so it's all about like this, this parallel storyline between what happened in world war one and what happened in world war two and like women spies. And it's really good. Is it? Okay. I think that's what's held me back from buying it because I don't usually like like the multiple storylines happening, but I'll read it. It's not really multiple storylines. It's just two, like two characters who both have backstories. Okay. And so it does kind of flip back and forth between um, narrators. So it's like um, you're hearing about what happened in World War One, and then you like flip back to present day in the next chapter. So it's okay. kind of like every other. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll borrow that from you. It's good. If it's- okay. I'll bring it for you. <laughs> Thanks. The other one is Where the Crawdads Sing, which we read for our book club this summer. Did you finish that? No, I didn't get it back from Maya. Did you even start it? <laughs> no, because I didn't get it back from Maya. Oh, Maya, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> I had bought it. And then I was I realized I was going to travel. And so she said she hadn't gotten it yet. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be there for book club. You can borrow it and I'll just read it after you. But and that that be, it's like one of my all time favorite books now, I think it was so good. And that's about a girl who grows up in the marsh in Louisiana, North Carolina. One of those two. And it's all about how she grows up, basically raises herself in nature and it's a lot of it's written by a lady who was a zoologist turned author oh and so that's why there's a lot of like nature animal yeah things in it so it's really good i'll have to get it back from her i think i might have actually i can't put all the blame on her i might have forgotten it at her place it's one of those <laughs> books where it starts out one way and you're like i have no idea what what is gonna happen in this book okay like throughout the whole thing that's good though Mm -hmm. like you don't want to be able to predict the ending and then the other one i read earlier this year but i loved it was the light we lost by jill santopolo i can't remember if i have talked about that before i feel like possibly is that also world war ii no all the light we cannot see okay that's which I've maybe also, that's also what i was thinking year. about <laughs> but the light we lost is about two people who met in college on the day of 9-11 in New York City and how they like wouldn't have met each other unless that happened because they like it was happening and they were told to like go to this certain spot and um like ended up meeting each other and then like their lives progress onward after that but like it was it's all about like those like things that happened where it was like if this didn't happen then this and this and this and this wouldn't happen so yeah it's really good i would also borrow that if that's available (laughs) that one's more like a little like it's a good story but it's a little lighter it's not as like it's more of a like a romance yeah not as deep Mm -hmm. what books have you been reading so i have like too many books <laughs> that I need on my need to read li- list, but Barnes and Noble had a sale recently, so I bought some older books. Older, as in like they're not like new in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently read the Betty White. If you ask me, and you probably won't. I yes, I've read that. Actually, you made fun of me when I was reading that. You told me that, and I don't remember that, but I also 
I'm an asshole, so I'm sure I did. <laughs> I specifically remember getting that from the library and bringing it to our apartment like three years ago and you being like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love Betty White. Have you watched Hot in Cleveland at all? I haven't. Yeah. You need to watch that. It's on Hulu. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will maybe check it out. Add it to the list. <laughs> it's the best show. Um, and yeah, it inspired me to get, because I think she has two other memoirs. Mm-hmm. So I'm, they're in my Amazon cart right now. But I'm like, okay, you need to stop buying books. Um, the other one I read was Mindy Kaling's Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? And I thought of you a lot because of all the office references. <laughs> um, it's also interesting just like, the comedy world and like because it's an older book all the people she references i'm guessing she wouldn't call out as comedic geniuses now just because of like everything that's happened yeah so it was an interesting perspective and i had to keep that in mind and not like judge her Mm -hmm. for like not condemning them because she wrote it before right yeah Yeah. that's her first one which came i think that came out in like 2013 yeah so it's older it was just like super cheap at barnes and noble Mm -hmm. so i was like "Eh." It looks good but yeah no i enjoyed it i think she's funny and has some funny perspectives and stories so and she was like one of the only female writers on the mm-hmm. office and and wrote a bunch of like the top episodes right well and she just like stood up for herself in a writer's room mm-hmm. and like yeah just like yeah a lot of respect for her very cool um, the other book I'm reading right now, and I think you finished, is our book club book. So, um, if anybody hasn't picked it up, <laughs> um, this month's book club book is Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Um, it was one of the Reese Witherspoon book club books, and yeah, so we will be talking about that on our September 30th episode. So, yeah, I finished you- it, but I won't spoil my thoughts on it yet. <laughs> It's different than what I expected so far, but mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. And so, yeah, if you want to feel free to give us your thoughts before, during, after that episode, it'll be out on September 30th. I feel like I'm I'm really proud of myself for hanging in there with my reading challenge of reading two books a month because that was one of my goals. Yeah. And I'm right on track. I got 17. That's awesome. I... I think mine was to read 32 because I read 31 last year. So I've got some, uh, some ground to make up. Well, let me, I think I'm like halfway there. So I'm a little bit behind. <laughs> well, yeah, you have like two and a half months left. I'll get there. Right? Wait, <laughs> October. No, three months. September just started. Too. Almost three and a half months. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. Plus it'll like, summer's so busy. Things will calm down. <laughs> yeah. But any new podcasts you've been enjoying? No, I feel bad because one of my other goals for this year was to stop doing so many, stop spending time doing dumb things. Yep. And I feel like recently the only podcasts I've been listening to are like Pop Culture and Bachelor in Paradise recaps. So I need to work on that. Yeah. What about you? Um, I listen to the regular, my like regulars. Um, I actually feel like you should let's try, try the daily zeitgeist. It's like a daily news podcast, but it's funny. So like, I feel like I'm being informed Mm -hmm. and don't feel as guilty about listening to dumb things, but follow your heart. Um, the only like new ones, have I talked about the vial files on here? I think you have. Okay. 
The other new one, or the only new one then, is really beach too sandy, water too wet. And they, like, give each other challenges of, like, a state and, like, a place, so, like, a grocery store or a pet store. And they find, like, a Yelp review with, like, a certain keyword in it and, like, read the dramatic, like, dramatic readings of, like, really bad Yelp reviews from random places. Like, they challenge each other every week. And I think it's funny because they have, like, background music and, like, it's a brother-sister I don't know. I enjoy it. I think it's How did you find that? Um, someone recommended it in a Facebook group I'm a part of for a different podcast, mm-hmm. the Brain Candy podcast. And so, yeah, I found it. And I don't know. I think it's entertaining. And one of them was actually car washes in Minnesota. So you can listen to the Minnesota episode. But they go all over. Like, they car go over. <laughs> I feel like people would give some angry opinions about yeah. the car washes it's just funny because you know when people like mm-hmm. leave yelp reviews that are bad yeah. they're usually going to be like a little out mm-hmm. there <laughs> but yeah one podcast that i do i don't know if i've ever talked about but i do listen to every week is scrubbing in with becca tilly and tanya rad have you heard of that yes but i've never listened to it i really like it i like them yeah i think they're funny and the producers like chime in and they're funny too and they always interview like I don't know, people that are doing cool things. So Yeah. Is it um bachelor themed or No, not at all. They okay. like rarely talk about the bachelor. Okay. So very cool. Scrubbing in, it's it's supposed to be Grey's Anatomy themed. So okay. they do talk about Grey's Anatomy a lot, which I kind of fast forward sometimes. And You're they've had a lot of soul. They've had a lot of Grey's Anatomy people on, like actors oh my gosh so you should listen and they do a lot of advice segments where people write in when you listen to a new podcast you start at the beginning i try to but it's it's done i don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts because i i can't listen while i'm at work and so i'm i usually just listen while i'm like getting ready or driving Mm -hmm. so so it's daunting for me to like have to start at the beginning of like a podcast that's been around for two years or something. Right. Because I, I don't like I won't stick with it. That's how I am too. Like whenever I try a new podcast, that's like, like part of me feels the need to like, like I'm going to miss something if I don't start at the beginning, but I need to like let go of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just jump right into scrubbing in. <laughs> yeah. I think you can do that. Okay. If if there's any references that you don't understand. I'll text you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Or you could go through and, like, see if there's any, spe- like, specific episodes you want to listen to. Yeah, that's true. I do that sometimes, too. They were a People's Choice, Choice Award winner last Ooh, year. So. very cool. That's very cool. And and it's fun because Tanya is on um, The Morning Show with Ryan Seacrest. Okay. On Kiss FM. So she always has funny stories about Ryan Seacrest. And, like, she has, like, a really eventful dating life and she's very open about like someone person she's dating yeah and and they always have like a code name for whoever she's dating so it's just fun to to listen to the stories but recently they had this guy on Colin Egglesfield who um you know the movie Something Borrowed I don't know if I've seen that it's like a rom-com with I think Kate Hudson is in it and um some lady with brown hair who i'm forgetting her name but it's like these two best friends met in law school and then the guy and a girl and then the guy meets the 
girl's best friend and like falls in love with her and then they end up getting married but then like through the whole movie that they the other girl who was the best friend realizes that she's in love with him and at the end like you realize like all along it was the two best friends from law school who were in love with each other and the guy in that movie is Colin Egglesfield and I know him because he was on All My Children, which I was obsessed <laughs> with back in the day. Um, so they had him on the podcast. And then like right after that, Tanya was like super cryptic about dating someone. And so like all these people figured out that it was Colin Egglesfield and I was super invested. And good story. That's cute, though. I like it. <laughs> Did you have nicknames for crushes like growing up? Did you have code names? Yes, I had code I had a lot of weird code names for people. So for some reason, I just like you said that and I like chuckled because we would like my cousin Tiffany and I were like BFFs growing up and we would like talk about crushes based on the kind of car they drove. So like it'd be like, oh, the Cadillac or the like that's not very secretive Taurus I know I don't know why it's like we would talk about it around them it was more like around our parents which Mm -hmm. like I don't know it was so dumb but (laughs) yeah (laughs) no good code names to share I I can't okay that's fine (laughs) what are some of your other uh fall favorites well and are you basic? <laughs> I was just going to say at the risk of sounding extremely basic, I love pumpkin spice. Yes. Like just guilty pleasure. Anything pumpkin spice is probably going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun to go to the store like Target and go to their pumpkin spice section and try something. Trader Joe's, of course. I was like, I kind of miss living with you because I, you'd always come back from Trader Joe's like each week with like a new pumpkin thing. And I got to just try it because I was there. <laughs> and now I don't do that. I'm going to Trader Joe's after this in hopes that they have their pumpkin stuff out. Yes. Um, We went to Target yesterday and I almost bought these pumpkin spice Belvita biscuits. Ooh, that sounds delicious. But then I didn't because... I was like, I don't eat these on the regular. I, yeah. I really don't need them. They're probably going to be good, but I don't need them. <laughs> the one thing pumpkin spice I don't like is pumpkin spice Cheerios, oh. which you would think. You like I both of them like, individually a lot. Because I love pumpkin things and I love Cheerios, but I'm not a huge fan of the pumpkin Cheerios. The pump- I also love pumpkin spice things. I tried the cold, the uh, pumpkin cold foam, cold, cold brew. brew. Yeah. And which it was good because From Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I like the, I like a pumpkin spice latte, but it like tends to be a little too sweet. And so this was less sweet and like, I felt better about drinking <laughs> it and, but it still gave me that like pumpkin taste. Mm-hmm. And then I was at our friend Jamie's house and her daughter was eating pumpkin yogurt. And I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. that sounds delicious. I feel like I would enjoy that. So I might have to get that when I go grocery shopping later today. (laughs) The other thing I really like, speaking of like fall foods, is apple cider donuts. Ooh. I'm always like on the hunt for a good apple cider donut. Can you get those at that one winery we go to? Mm -hmm. Okay. Probably like winery. Um, You can. And then... But they don't always have them. They run out super quick. Oh. So, because I don't like 
most like raised donuts I don't really like so okay. I only like cake donuts yeah I feel like most of the time apple cider donuts are cake donuts so yeah I don't know if I've ever actually had one it sounds good though so good <laughs> do you have any other fall favorite foods um not foods um in talking about the Starbucks thing though, just like a quick side tangent, and as I was I was listening to the Daily Zeitgeist, and they were talking about the article about how Starbucks is limiting their app. Have you ever ordered on your on the app? No, I haven't. How they limited like the number of like extras you could get because some people were ordering like ridiculous drinks, like twenty espresso shots, like ten pumps of vanilla, ten pumps of pumpkin spice, like whatever. So they like limited it down because the drinks were like so hard to make for the baristas. Ten so, pumps? Yeah. So now they capped it. Their change is to now cap it at twenty pumps for each item. Before it was unlimited or like way higher than that. Who would twenty pumps know. is like a full drink. Yeah. I don't know. It was ridiculous. If you do three pumps of like the pumpkin spice syrup, former barista here, <laughs> if you do three pumps, it fills up the bottom by like an inch and a half. And that's usually what they put in like a grande drink. So if you're filling up half your grande drink with. Okay. Let's see. Let me find an actual example of one of the drinks. There's a 2020, 20 pumps vanilla, 20 pumps hazelnut in a coffee. That's now I want to see how much because a pump is like an ounce. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe they limited That's it like now 40 to 40 ounces. Total. Of- I don't know. Unless they do. I don't know. That's why they limited it, though. And then like who's drinking that or is it like a joke? But then you're also paying a ton of money for all these extra shots and stuff. So I don't know. But speaking of Starbucks, that's just what I thought of. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so be nice to your baristas. But yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing your barista knowledge to this. You're also. welcome. I miss being a barista. It's my dream that job. so much fun. <laughs> it's the best. I always say it's my dream job and people are like, you know, that's like pretty attainable, right? And I'm like, yeah, but like, I also want to like keep making the same amount, which is hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did that sound too pretentious? No. <laughs> if it paid the same. <laughs> I also have some favorite fall traditions. Well, first of all, I love when it gets colder because I feel like I can go shopping in my closet and I don't have to, like, I get excited about buying new fall clothes, but I don't need to. Yeah. Like, cause you haven't worn it so long. Yeah. It feels new. So I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. So I usually like go through my closet and do a little refresh. I had clothes on my list as well because, like I mentioned earlier, I love flannel and I love riding boots. Like, I love being able to wear boots Mm -hmm. because I just, like, fall is so cozy. (laughs) I love it. I I feel like it's so much easier to dress for work when it's cold out because I usually like to go outside during the day, but then it's cold in my office. Mm -hmm. So, I'm wearing, like, a sweater and pants in the office and then I want to go outside like go on a walk but it's 85 degrees right and then I'm sweating that's such a good point because I'll like dress yeah because my office is cold but then Mm. I'll be like sweaty by the time I get into work because I like walk from my car Mm -hmm. parking ramp and I'm like can't win (laughs) so do you have um your closet clean out on the schedule 
or just in the next eh, whenever yeah <laughs> um we also go to a corn maze every year which is super fun which corn maze do you go to Seaver's corn maze which is in the Shakopee yeah okay it's move. it has a new location this year but it's still in Shakopee and I can't I think the uh theme this year is dinosaur oh my it's gosh like a t-rex they like cut a t-rex maze into this giant cornfield so I'm pretty excited is Scow gonna wear his like t like his ugly sweater dinosaur one maybe he also has this new shirt with like little T-Rexes all over it, so he <laughs> might wear that too. <laughs> Actually, yesterday he was wearing it. He was like, this is probably one of my favorite purchases you've ever made for me. Oh, <laughs> cute. I don't think I've ever done a corn maze. Can you They're like, so fun. Can you like see over it? No, you can't. But you're like... You know where you are. Yeah. And, you, and it's not like it takes that long to get out. Yeah. Like, you're not trapped. Yeah. Like, if I can do it, anyone, right. anyone can do right. it. Um, Like, I would never do an escape room, but I will do a corn maze. I would do an escape room. But, yeah, I could do a corn maze, probably. I think in my head I associate it because I think the corn, the Seavers corn maze used to be right next to the Trail of Terror. Or oh. in my head anyway they are and I did that once and it was horrible and I felt trapped and whatever but <laughs> I need to stop like associating them <laughs> yeah so speaking of things that, that I don't like about fall <laughs> scary things and Halloween <laughs> so just stay away from me if you're gonna want to talk about those things <laughs> like scary movies and trails of terror no thanks. Don't get it. It's, yeah, not for me either. Um, but back to your favorite back to things. Your favorite things. Um, I'm ex- I'm really excited for Twin Cities Marathon weekend, which is always the first weekend of October. I'm not running the marathon, but but I'm running the ten mile, and then the ten miles before the marathon. So I'm gonna stay and like cheer people on because I have um a co- I know a couple of people who are running the marathon. So if anyone has any suggestions for like epic cheering running signs let me know oh because when i'm running i love watching the signs especially at the marathon and there's always the classic like you paid for this like smile you get beer after this but i want to come up with something like really good yeah have you been a spectator at the marathon before yes okay but it was before i like started running yeah so you didn't like appreciate it maybe Mm -hmm. as much um, your mom's sign last year when you were in the marathon got it like, oh, the one that said super, touch here for power. Yeah. She yes. got she, like, your mom was like the number one marathon cheer honor fan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she was a cheerleader in high school. Was so. she? I mm-hmm. can see it. I can see it. Yep. <laughs> Fun fact. So maybe, I mean, if you haven't already asked her for some ideas. <laughs> That's true. Ooh, maybe I should just do that. Yeah. Cause people get excited. They like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, my other idea was just to put a, a sign that said running. It gets you places faster. <laughs> That's like one of my mottos in life. Because like whenever I'm in like a parking lot and no one's around and I need to like get to my car, I'll just run instead of walk because it gets you places faster. <laughs> she just prefers to run. She just- 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of side story, there was this kid. I will call him a kid, but we were kids. Basically. We were kids on our college campus who he wore. I mean, no shame, but he wore khaki pants and a yellow polo shirt every day of his life. And he would run everywhere he went. Like he would run through campus. He would run through buildings. He just preferred to run. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't know his name, so that no, was I his still name. Know his name, but he, he just preferred great. to run. Yeah, <laughs> miss <Uh-oh>. him. <laughs> Maybe he listens. <laughs> just kidding. Maybe. Hey, hello. Sorry, we still don't know your name, but but it's contagious. She we admire to your run. <laughs> dedication to the to running. What are your other, do you have any other favorite fall activities? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Apple orchards. I can't really, I can't eat apples though. So I'm not like, like just like straight up. If you cook them, I can eat them, but yeah, I don't really get excited about going to apple orchards. Yeah. I hope, um, King's U plays at Parley Lake again. Maybe. Because I feel like just like the fall, like outdoor music, you have some like apple cider or some wine and you're like listening to some live music. Like we should just go. We don't need Kingsview. That's true. They have um, like tons of live music at Parley Lake all the time. So oh, I guess I've never gone when it wasn't Kingsview. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> They're going to have live music for um, that Minnesota winery tour. Oh, yes. So. Well. So, yeah. Those are our fall favorites. If we're if you see us out on the street, we'll be the one in flannel, holding a pumpkin spiced. Drink. I actually don't have a lot of flannel. No. Well, last year when our friends did a flannel bar crawl and it was like seventy five degrees out. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. It was mandatory to wear a flannel, but I didn't because I because it was so hot out and everyone shamed me. Yeah. Well, usually I feel like there's a few people that don't comply, but I think you were, were you like one of the I only was the ones? the only one not wearing so, flannel. So, yeah. But I don't know. I think it's fun. But. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. Like we said, we have our book club episode coming up on September 30th, and that, and we will be discussing Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. So get that from the library, get it from Amazon, read it. We'll be talking about it. Join our book club. Yeah. And if you have any questions you want to reach out at all, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com is our email. And you can find us on social media, Instagram or Facebook at Floral Couch Conversations. And if you're liking what you're hearing, um, we would love a five-star review and for you to tell all of your friends and family. And we're excited. So happy one-year anniversary again, Emily. Happy one-year anniversary. And thanks for everyone who has listened to us throughout the past year. We've had a lot of fun recording this podcast and we're super excited. We're sticking around. We're here to stay. We love the floral couch. Yes. We love our petal peeps. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. We're having a blast and we hope you have a blast with us. Thanks everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.